DG, thanks for coming in again tonight. Corey the K was unable to make it. But uh, here we are once again. And I know here lately, we've been just going straight into the show, dropping the music and getting started. But I, I did a little deep dive last night. I got a little... I did a uh, did a little soul searching for us as a podcast. I got in. I got onto our host website, and uh, now that 2020 is coming to an end, this is going to be our first podcast of 2021. I decided to dig into our stats of 2021. So basically, if you guys don't know, a host is a website where you pay a subscription to. You we upload all of our episodes to them, and they distribute them to like all the uh, podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. So they can figure all of our stats, all of our downloads, everything, where they're coming from, anything you can think of, they got a stat for it. So I wanted to dig in for the Sipping Squad just to show them a little bit of appreciation. I dug in and the Sip and Serve podcast since May to December has reached 10 different countries in 31 different states. Yeah, DG just gave me a look, and that's a fact. You can fact check that. The countries include, of course, the United States, Australia, Canada, Mexico, Argentina, Denmark, the United Kingdom, Indonesia, Netherlands, and Norway. Wild, I know. And then the 31 states include Washington, Oregon, Idaho, Nevada, California, Arizona, Colorado, New Mexico, Texas, Oklahoma, Arkansas, Missouri, Iowa, Tennessee, Alabama, Mississippi, Georgia, Florida, North Carolina, Virginia, West Virginia, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New York, Connecticut, and Massachusetts. Here are the top five states for downloads for the Sip and Serve podcast in 2021. South Carolina is number five. Shout out Myrtle Beach. Kentucky, number four. Number three is Illinois. Number two, Michigan. Shout out to all my buddies, guys and gals up in Michigan. Shout out. And, of course, number one is Ohio. In total, DG, we surpassed 12K downloads in 2020. And we got a late start. We started in mid-May. So as a as a podcast starting from basically a basement with nothing, no experience, no nothing, and I think seven or eight months, we got 12K downloads. And with our number of episodes that are out, we average a little bit over 300 downloads per episode. And our biggest our biggest episode download wise was 856 downloads on one episode. So. I mean, I, I'm not trying to toot our own horn here, but I'm pretty damn proud of it. And I know you are too. I know Corey with K is too. I mean, just a couple of guys sitting in a basement shooting the shit. We turned it turned out pretty well for our first, let's just say our first year. And it's not even a year yet for us. We still got our anniversary podcast coming up. So anyway, Sipping Squad, I figured, you know, you guys would appreciate that. I know we as a podcast group, Want to give you guys, you know, all of our appreciation. I mean, if it wasn't for you guys and your downloads and supporting us, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. So, uh, DG, what do you say we make 2021 even better? Let's roll.
Let's rock. Welcome to the first episode of the Sip and Serve podcast of 2021, where we plan to sip what's cold and serve what's hot all fucking year long. If you're new to the show, my name is Clay Roll, a.k.a. Rollski, and across the table is my co-host, my main man, DG. What's happening? How you feeling? I'm feeling pretty damn good. I, uh, Based on last or one of our conversations from the last episode, I, um, I want to just start off by saying... You were not wrong. You were not over-exaggerating at all about the Chipotle chicken melt from Taco Bell. Really? How was it? I'm glad. I'm glad you agree with me. Oh, man. So I think it was like the day after we recorded that episode. I went and I, I had to, you know, I had to get me one just to see what all the, what all the hype was about. And um, have you ever had a chicken quesadilla from, from Taco Bell? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, to me, the the Chipotle chicken melt is basically a quesadilla, but it's wrapped into a taco. Yeah. It's a soft tortilla. It's not grilled like a quesadilla. But if you like the chicken quesadilla, but you're not quite that hungry, and you don't quite want to spend that much. I was going to say, I mean, hungriness might not have nothing to do with it. It might be the price. Oh, yeah. Because the quesadilla is probably, what, like four something alone, not the meal. Right. So, I mean, you could get four of these bad boys. Uh, the, the quesadilla is up there. Yeah. It's up there. It's expensive it's, there. It's up there. So, but the, yeah, the Chipotle chicken melt is basically a quesadilla wrapped into a taco. It's got the same type of sauce. It's got the grilled chicken, the melted cheese, everything you want. Everything you want. And so, I, I just wanted to give that, the Chipotle chicken melt a shout out because that did not disappoint. Well, I'm glad you tried it. You did know, not disappoint. You know, that makes me happy that you actually went and did that. Well, I'm glad we. I'm glad we agree yeah, because yeah. I, I mean it's we talked about it last podcast anyway. Anything else going on with you, brother? You know, <clears throat> were you on Twitter at all today? A little bit. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Did I, you happen to see? I um. You tagged me in something. I yeah. I commented. I, I tagged you in a in a tweet. I really didn't understand it. You didn't see it. I seen it, but I really like it. Kept like pausing on me. It wouldn't play. Okay. So. Basically, I ran across a tweet a couple of days ago, and the video I think is is viral. It's got millions and millions of views, but it's from a a company, and I I, I don't remember the exact name of the company. It was like something like Boston Robotics or something like that. But basically, this robotics company created these these robots, and the video is of the robots literally dancing to this song. And it's like it's like an old time rock and roll song from like back in the '60s, and there's a bunch of these different dances. It's um, it's like it's it's Do You Love Me? I forget who the artist is. Do you love me? Yeah, yeah. And so, in the song, he says, "I can mash potato, I can do the twist," and every like all these different dances in the song, these robots are dancing to it, and they look like I mean. To watch the video, it just it's mesmerizing. Okay, I'm Be- gonna have to because they look they look human and the like the f- like how they move, how fluid it is. It's just unbelievable. You you watch it and you're just like, 
holy shit, you know, this is this is how advanced technology has become. Yeah. So you watch it, and, and at first you're just like, okay, cool. There's you know, there's robots dancing. They're in sync with the song, and there's like four, three or four different kinds of robots in this video, and it's unbelievable. But the longer you, the longer I watched, at least, I got, I went from like being amused to being amazed to being kind of terrified because, I mean, yeah, these robots look cool dancing to this song, but I just wonder, like, what if they program these robots to rip people's heads off? I was about to say, I robot. <laughs> Exactly, Will Smith. That's what that's I the iRobot tag on Facebook. I think it's trending because of this video. Okay, because that's what people are reminded of when they watch it. Okay. So I didn't. Yeah, I, I I wanted to make sure I tagged you and you saw it because I wanted to bring it up. Yeah, I seen it and I I looked at some comments and I got I got the gist of it, but oh, yeah. I didn't get to watch the whole video because it kept lagging because I didn't have Wi Fi at the time. So yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. And as soon as we get off here tonight, I'm going to watch it again. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go over it. It's unbelievable. So, yeah, Sipping Squad, if you haven't checked this video out, you got to go. You got to go give that a peep because it's something else, man. It is something so you, else. So you said it went viral. It's got millions of views. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it has. I don't know. Like, I could not find the original tweet that had the video or, like, the original YouTube video that got posted, but I'm sure it's viral. I'm sure it is. And it's it's just it's nuts to watch it. It's just nuts. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out again. Yeah. But uh, like I said in the opening, we're here again, DG, in the sipping studio. It's kind of quiet down here. Corey K couldn't make it again. Uh, hopefully, we got him back next week. Get everything back to normal again. Probably have another guest on next week as well. We'll get a group back together. I mean, you've been hitting it pretty hard these past two episodes. The last one was pretty short. But I think tonight, tonight we're going to go the distance. What do you say? Hey, absolutely. Let's start off. Let's start off with we haven't done it for a while. Fact of the pod, DG. Hell yeah! You want me to kick it off? Kick it off. I'll bat lead off. Mine, mine's pretty bland. I tried to come up with a good one. I wanted to come up with a uh, like a New Year's themed fact of the pod. Mm-hmm. And what I what I came up with was on average only eight percent of people actually keep. Their New Year's resolutions. Oh, I believe that one hundred percent. I actually was expecting that number to be lower. Yeah, but eight people out of a hundred typically will actually stick with their New Year's. So resolution. when you say stick with it, are we talking the whole year? Yeah, the whole year. Okay, the, the duration whole, of the, the year. The duration of the year. Okay. So, for example, one of the most uh, popular New Year's resolutions is people want to lose lose weight. Yep. Right. Well, I, I guess to, I kind of talked about it last time, but I, you I know, drop a few pounds, get yeah. in better shape, whatever. So a lot of people will do that for a month or two, mm-hmm. but then but then they'll put it put it back on. See, yeah. I li- I like doing it till the fall. Okay. Because then you can just put it back on, and then here here comes you know the new new year, and then here we go again. Yeah. And I mean, <clears throat> I I want to be all right when I got my shirt off in the spring, in the summer. I mean, that's just, like, when I'm at the lake, I'm at the beach, I just I just want to feel all right. Yeah. So that's why I do it. But, yeah, I know what you're saying. Uh, the gym memberships. I mean, yeah. that, it's the busiest time of year for the gyms. You go, you go, you hit the gym a week or two into January. And you, good, you good can't luck, move. Good luck finding an open treadmill. You know, me and my wife did that. I think it was the winter before our wedding. And we all went in there, and it went, 
and you couldn't you couldn't move in there. It's a jungle. The treadmills, and that's basically I did the treadmills, the bikes, whatever, and you couldn't get on them. You would have to like snatch them up as soon as someone got up, or you weren't getting one all night long. Yeah, and the gyms know they know that that's a popular resolution for people. So they'll start marketing these membership specials, these, you know, $0 sign-up fee. You know, they'll push that hard. Oh, yeah, the the Planet Fitness gig is, I think it's a dollar. Yeah, a dollar to sign up. A dollar to join. Yeah. 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 But, but anyway, yeah. Uh, yeah, so like I said, a lot of people start, start out strong through January, maybe even February, but then they just kind of fall off whatever their resolution was, so. You know, sipping squad. Don't be, don't be one of those ninety-two out of a hundred. You know, stay strong, stick with it. I told. Uh, speaking of that, DG, I uh, I told my wife, I think it was last night actually, that we're going to start eating healthier, and that's going to be our first step. Okay. So we're going to get rid of like the chips. There's going to be no chips. Whoa. But listen, Monday through Thursday. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday is the weekend, so you're allowed to cheat a little bit. Okay. There's going to be no frozen food throughout the week. I mean, no junk food. No cookies, no nothing, unless it's Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Okay, so weekend, you can kind of enjoy yourself a little bit. Enjoy yourself. Okay. Have a frozen pizza. Yep. You know, a DiGiorno. Yeah. Chips and ketchup. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So does that mean you're still packing Lunchables throughout the week? Yeah. Um, I mean, Lunchables aren't. When I think Lunchables, I, I don't the, the that's one, not bad for The me. ones that I eat is just the crackers, the turkey, the fake turkey, and the fake cheese. Yeah. I mean, it's not, yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. But that, I mean, there's I don't eat the candy in it. But it's not like you're eating donuts. Yeah. You know, or pizza but for lunch every day. I, I think I'm going to start going back out to the store down the road here and getting the uh, low-sodium turkey breast and pepperoni. Okay. I, there for a while, I was just taking that in a in a baggie and that was it no bread yeah just turkey breast and uh pepperoni I tell you there's nothing wrong with a with a good sandwich you know no. like uh just what kind of lunch meat you like i like turkey breast i do too i like the uh kroger has uh like the mesquite grilled turkey breast yeah. sliced turkey breast and the uh the cajun grilled turkey breast too I what like, do you what would you want on your sandwich your ideal sandwich my go-to and i eat a lot of sandwiches i'll tell okay. you that right now like a sandwich is my go-to lunch it's okay. just so easy yeah it's so easy and it's and you can you can do so much with it and it's tasty i like i like whole wheat bread first of all i um i'll go with a few slices of turkey breast a couple slices of like Colby cheese or Colby Jack cheese or pepper Jack cheese or, you know, cheddar cheese, something like that. And then um, I'll either go like mayo or mustard or something like that. Pretty basic, nothing crazy, no pickles or anything like that on it. I'll slice it diagonal. Usually, are you, are you a diagonal slicer or you go straight across? I eat it whole. You just eat the whole thing. I yeah, love it. I don't cut it. I love it. I don't cut it. But what I do then is I take some Frank's Red Hot Wing Sauce. Wing Sauce. Wing Sauce. Not the original. No. I'll be damned. It's got to be Wing Sauce. Okay. I made that switch a couple years ago. I've never gone back. Any any Anytime I buy Frank's Red Hot, it's the Wing Sauce now. It's not the original. I like the original, but I like the, right, I like the Wing Sauce way better. Let's hold your thought for a minute. Let's have a conversation about this. Okay. Let's just let's just get rid of the cold cuts for a minute. Let's talk about the sauce. <laughs> All right. Now I like the original. I put it on every like like in the commercial. You put that shit on everything. Put that shit on everything. So, I mean, I'm talking 
Everything. I'm talking spaghetti. I'm talking every, I just dump it on chili. it. Chili. Oh, I mean, chili's a must. Yeah. I mean, Tacos, whatever. Oh, yeah. Whatever. You put it on everything. But the wing sauce, I enjoy with like chicken tenders or something. I don't like the original on chicken. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. That makes it, sense. You know, the wing sauce is typically for chicken. Right. In the original, you just put that shit on everything. I don't like putting the buffalo taste. Like, it's a, it, the wing sauce has got a buffalo taste to it. Yep. So, I like that on my chicken, the other stuff on everything else. See, that's how I started out. Okay. But I think what happened was I ran, we ran out of Frank's original Red Hot, and all we had in the fridge one day was just a little bottle of the Frank's wing sauce. So, I don't know what I was having. It wasn't chicken. It wasn't wings. And I typically, whatever I was having that day, I'd put Frank's Original on it, but we didn't have any Frank's Original. So I tried the wing sauce on there instead, and I said, well, hell, this is even better than the original. I said, what am I doing buying Frank's Original? Are they the same price? About the same. I think so. All right. Um, and so I've been on Frank's Red Hot Wing Sauce, and I put that on everything ever since then. Okay. And I tell you what my go-to is for Frank's Red Hot Wing Sauce Scrambled eggs. Oh yeah, I, I like the original on it for sure. You like you're like original on oh, the scrambled oh, eggs. Oh yeah, that I mean, or ketchup. A lot of people like, and I'll put a little ketchup on there sometimes too. Mix it with the hot sauce. Yes, I'll be damned. Yeah, that's how I roll. That's surprising. So I don't even know how we got on that. What we're talking back about? to your cold cut. My, yeah. yeah. So and then I'll just with the sandwich, I'll uh, I'll pour out a little Frank's Red Hot on the plate and then dip I'll, it. I'll dip it. Dip it. Yep. Okay, so go go on. over your ingredients on your sandwich one more time. So whole wheat bread, yeah. Some some kind of sliced turkey breast, some kind of yellow cheese, and some mayo or some mustard, and then I dip it into Frank's okay, wing so sauce. If I was to make an ideal sandwich, it would be turkey breast as well, and I would put mayonnaise, pickles, banana peppers, pepper jack cheese, and lettuce. Lettuce, you're a lettuce guy. Yeah, okay. I like a little lettuce on it. If I have it, if not, don't worry about it. But if I'm going to like a deli or something and they're making sandwiches, absolutely, there's some lettuce on there. Sure. I do not want pickle. Or not pickle. I do not want tomato. I love pickles. No tomato. Not a tomato guy. No, are Neither you? Neither am I. Yeah, Neither okay. am I. I didn't think you said love that. Love ketchup. Love pasta sauce. Love marinara. Don't like tomatoes. Me either. Um, so let me ask you. You said you like pickles on there. Are we going, are you getting the hamburger, thick sliced, big Big pickles, you do. I like the, the chips, the, just the chips, just the pickle chips. Okay, dill, dill. I suppose going to be dill my, next, ne- my next question. I'm not doing the bread and butter Y'all, bullshit. Who, who does the bread and butter? Get <laughs> out of here with that. Do they? Old people. I've noticed it. The older the crowd, the more bread and butter they have. Interesting. Interesting is right. Wow, I wonder why that is. I don't know. Mm. And maybe they grew up around it. Maybe back in the day, all they had was. Bread and butter. Could be. I, hell, I don't know. Yeah. I've just noticed that. We'll do like, if, like if you go, I don't know, grandma's house or something, I don't know if this is true or not, but go into your grandma's fridge next time you're around sipping squad and just see what kind of pickles they have. Yeah. I'll do that next time. I'll be over. bread and butter. Yeah. Interesting. But anyway, that was a great fact of the pod there. Yeah. What uh, you got? New Year's resolution. I'm not sure how we got all the cold cuts and the buffalo sauce, it but hell, matter. it, it doesn't matter. matter. It's our podcast. So, uh, this one, I seen this, DG, and I'm not shitting you. It messed me up. It messed me up for a good 10 minutes or so. Really? Yes. So, last night, 
sipping squad. I texted DG like uh actually it might have been Tuesday night. Monday night, sorry. Today's Wednesday. And uh I texted I texted DG and I said, Hey, this is this is the plans for the show, you know, prepare if you want. And I looked up the fact of the pod and as soon as I seen it, I'm like, no way. And then I noticed it. And I was like, holy shit. And I couldn't get it out of my head for like 10 minutes, man. I'm trying to watch TV, and I just couldn't get over it. I had to turn the TV off and close my eyes. I'm not shitting you. You see your nose at all times. Your brain chooses to ignore it. (laughs) What? I'm not shitting you, dude. You can see. Just look at me. You can see your nose, because I can see mine right now. I... Yeah, I mean, you don't. You're right. You don't really notice it, dude. I never but, noticed it, but you're aware of it. Like you wouldn't be, like if I didn't just say that, right? I literally sat on the in my chair the other night and just like I'm looking at you dead in the eye, and I can see the corner of my nose right now. I can. I'm looking at you. I can see my nose and the sip in my squ- peripheral. The sipping squad. Whenever they hear this, they're gonna they're gonna be fucked. I'm telling you, <laughs> if they're at work, they're gonna have to shut down for a minute. Just close your eyes. Just go. Like, to go in the bathroom, shut the door, and think about this one yeah. for a while. I mean, it, it it really did shut me down for a minute. But then I collected my thoughts, and I was fine. But yeah. it's just weird. Like before, I seen that. I mean, I just you just never noticed it. Yeah, but you can see it out of your peripherals, like you said. I mean, def- like definitely when you like look down, or like you cross your eyes and you look down, like you can definitely see it. It's big. It's like takes up your a lot of your field of vision. But that's interesting. Like I, you always see it, but your brain—it's been there so you know—it's been there since you've been born. Your brain, just like when you're looking me eye to eye right now, you can see your nose, right? Uh, yeah, because I can definitely see mine. Yeah, it's I can. Weird, dude. It it's is weird. <laughs> that is that's that's a hell of a fact. You're gonna be thinking about it the whole podcast uh, now. I'm probably gonna just tell random people about that one when I, you know. Well, if you, yeah, random people, you should say, hey, listen to the Sip and Serve podcast episode 40, first episode of 2020. We talked about how you can. Or 2021, you can see your nose at all times. Your brain just chooses not to, and you just walk away. <laughs> see what they say. Just see what they say. I'll, I'll do that. And then they start looking at their brain, and then they start going crazy in Walmart where you've seen them, and then you know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> Good one, man. That was, that was solid. I got some friends out there that listen to the show that I'd love to see their thoughts on this one. <laughs> I'd like to get Troy and Uncle Buck's thoughts on that one, too. <laughs> Troy would be... He'd be going crazy right now in studio. <laughs> he wouldn't know what to think. Yeah, yeah. But uh, the uh, main segment of our show, me and DG, we've thought about this for a long time. And uh, we've had this one in the bank. How long you think? I mean, it was midsummer. Yeah. When we first kind of talked about this one. Definitely. And uh, we were we were thinking about something that we could do without – a group of us in studio. And I think this one's perfect for just me and you. Yeah, I do too. We're going to do the jobs before the job. You want to explain that, DG? Yeah. So I feel like a lot of people can relate to this one. You know, we, most of us have careers now. You know, you and I are to the age where we have careers. We have jobs that we're pretty settled in. But, you know, coming up, through high school, college, if you went to college, the, those in-between years between high school and, you know, when you 
get get a full time job when you get settled in and you you know you find it like kind of a career path. You have odd jobs here and there. You do that, you know, you just do stuff to make some pocket change, some walking around money. So we're gonna kind of visit that. And what were some of those jobs that we had in that those in between years and and what did some of that stuff entail? So that's kind of where we landed on this one. Yeah. And I'm gonna start early. And then I don't know if you'd even really call this a job, but it was my only job in the summer during high school years. Okay, high school years. But I, like I said, you wouldn't really call it a job. I had to mow both of my grandma and grandpa's yards. So, I mean, you know, two days a week I was just working, getting, you know, pocket change, like you said. There's, you know, 40, 50 bucks in your pocket right there. There's your gas money for the week, whatever. Yep. yep. So, I only got one good story about this, and I don't know if you've heard it, but there's a lot of people out there who have. So my grandma, she lives in a small town about seven miles from here, the studio. And I was mowing their yard, and there was these little kids. I didn't know that till you know, a few days after, but there's little kids visit the neighbor frequently, like their grandkids, okay? So I'm mowing the yard. You got to keep that in mind. I'm mowing the yard one day, and I'm in the back by like a garden, and it's a tall garden. My grandpa always had a big garden. And in the summer, you know, that's that's the main time for gardens. And it got real big. And you had to like mow around it. And it was a real tall. You really couldn't see a whole lot. There's a strip of grass through there. And it, but, it like butted up to the deck. So you didn't have a whole lot of room. And I was mowing that strip of grass one day. And, you know, I had my headphones in. I was just bobbing and weaving. wasn't really paying attention. And I came up on this huge fake snake. I mean, it was fake. It was fake, but I'm I'm terrified of snakes. I've said it on the pod before. I'm yeah, terrified of yeah. them. So I see this snake, and I just stop the mower, push mowing, and just take off running, screaming like a girl. <laughs> I walked in. I was my heart was beating. I told my grandma. I said, "Hey, I'm done. I'm not. There's a snake out there." I said, "I'm done." You can tell someone to come get the mower because I'm not doing it no more. I got I got in my car and I left. I was so scared, I swear. So she walks outside. She sees the snake after I'm gone. She calls someone. They come. And they see the snake. So this is a big thing in this town now. It was a rattlesnake. It was a fake rattlesnake, okay? Okay. I'm not shitting you. So... It's going around town that there's a fake rattlesnake in this small town. <laughs> well, I mean, I lived in the same town. I never heard. No, 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 no. This, this is the one seven miles away. Okay. Okay. That, down, maybe that's why. Down County Road 87. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Okay. So, a few days later, this guy gets wind of it that there's a rattlesnake in the garden. I shit you not, he came over with a 12-gauge shotgun and shot the fake snake, shot it, shot the fake snake, put it in a box, and, like, took it away, like, as a prize. <laughs> no. I swear. <laughs> I swear. He shoots a damn rubber snake with a 12-gauge. Yes. And yes. And carries it off. Puts like- it in a box. Still thinking it's real. <laughs> and then, like, he's showing people... And then they realize, like, there's no blood. Like, there's, you just, I mean, you just, 
decimated a rubber snake. <laughs> like, where's the blood at? And then they, then they, they find out that it was fake. Yeah. And now that everybody's mad at me because they thought I played a trick on everybody. And I'm like, I didn't play no freaking trick on anybody. I was freaking scared to death. If anybody's playing a trick, it's that little kid across the yard to play the trick on me. I mean, it's the little grandkid that forgot a snake in the garden. If the thing fooled you enough to make you stop mowing and go tell tell somebody, I mean, the dude that shot the thing with a shotgun got played worse than you. I mean, how did it fool him? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, if, it didn't just fool me. It fooled my grandma. I think it fooled my cousins, my aunt. Might have even fooled my mom. And then this guy comes with a shotgun and he shoots it. He puts it in a box like a trophy. Just blows it away. Yeah, so... That's my first job, DG. And I've got a picture of it on my Instagram. But if you want to go ahead, I'm going to try to find it. You got your first job? Yeah, my. Uh, I never had a, uh, I mean, besides just real small, insignificant, odd jobs here and there through high school, I never really had like a, okay, now I'm going to work kind of job. So I'm just going to kind of skip over those. No, that's fine. Um, my first and this, I wouldn't even really call this a job either. It was more like just a little side gig. I'm talking like maybe two, three hours a week I did this. But I was a math tutor in college. So I worked in the uh, the math center. And we had other college kids coming in there trying hard to. Um... Okay, so. <laughs> I took this from the deck like this. Yeah, so Rolski just showed, showed me a picture, so I got to stop. And... I zoomed in from the deck. Like real, I held my hands over the deck. wasn't coming over the deck. I didn't know if this thing was gonna bite me or not, and I just zoomed in as far as I could. Now read the caption. Read the caption of that. <laughs> Rattlesnake while mowing. Dot dot. Scared me shitless, <laughs> dude. In your defense, that thing looks real. You're telling me it's not just. I mean, it's it's like looks like it's creeping and crawling its way through the yard. You know, it's it's like. Going in zigzag, like its body's like in a zigzag. Yeah, its head's in this, in the front, and the tail's in the back. That looks real. I, it I don't scared blame me you. to death. I dude. don't blame you, man. I don't. I don't know if I would have shot it with a shotgun though. For somebody that's that's already freaked out by snakes, I could totally see you being afraid of that. When I you're was going. for. I mean, I was petrified. But for somebody that's not that creeped out by snakes, I mean, why not come along and poke it with a stick or something? Yeah. But you, know, you, you, you see, you it stand is there, a rattler, though. You don't want to mess with a rattler. You don't, but you know, you get like a a rake or something where you're six feet away from it. Still, yeah, you know. Or you, you, just, you sit there, you stand there and watch it long enough. You see, it's not moving. Or you just blast it. <laughs> or you just pull out the twelve gauge and blast it into you know the afterlife. <laughs> However you want to handle it, it's totally up to you. I'm gonna have to post that picture. Yeah, but anyway. My first job was just as a math tutor. It was, it was pretty boring, and there's not – I don't really have any fun stories to tell about it, but kids would come in, you know, high school or uh, college freshmen, college sophomores, just having a hard time passing their their gen ed math classes. And, uh, hey, they come in. It was, it was free for them. So they come in, hey, I need help with my algebra too, or I need help with my college algebra. Help me, you know, help me get this homework done. And – you know, I tried to help them for a while. If they didn't get it, then I'd pretty much just give them the answers, and that was it. Yeah, and I'd go back to my dorm. So that was that was my first one. Okay. So it's it, you know whatever. So here is my like first real job. 
with no summer job or none. Well, actually, this was a summer job. It was a summer help job while I was in college. I worked at a telephone company as summer help. I worked two summers as a uh, helper for like the uh, install. Like you would like hook up like internet and telephone and TV. And then we'd also do like trouble tickets. We'd go to people's houses if their internet was out, whatever. And I also worked one summer with construction crew. So I worked three summers there throughout college. And I tell you what, (laughs) the shit you see in other people's houses is wild. (laughs) Like I've, I've heard that because I got a family member that worked at that same company and, and he's told me some stories before. Yeah. So, I mean, as a kid, you're not, I mean, I wasn't a kid. I was 18, 19 years old, but whatever you're rolling in here. You mean, let's get in here and let's get it done. You know? So you're rolling in there and you're just like, what the, f- oh my. <laughs> I mean, you're watching for dogs. I mean, these people have dogs that yeah. just bite your arm off. You got to watch for them. I mean, when you're outside working along the road or something, you got like snakes, spiders, everything in these little pedestals. They call them pedestals where all like the cables come up. And, you know, you got to take that lid off and then there's snakes, spiders, mice, just nasty shit, yeah. man. You got to watch for that. There's one time me and my uncle, we were out in Vinton County on the side road. Oh. And we popped that thing up and like two baby copperheads come out. <laughs> you want to talk about me running again? It wasn't me that crossed the road first. He was out there before I was. He goes, shit, Clay, shit, get across here. God damn it, there's snakes. <laughs> he took all the fastest I ever seen to move in my life. Well, I mean, at that point in your life, you knew the dis- you knew the difference between a fake snake and a real yeah, one. Yeah, these were knew, real. And you knew those were real ones. He knew it first because I was behind him. He's like, stay back. You never know. And here they came. And I said, oh, he took off. <laughs> you know, you know, I kind of slipped in the ditch. <laughs> I kind of slipped in the ditch a little bit. You can see me struggling through this ditch trying to get across the road. Scared for my life, man. I would love to see that. And there's a few other times. Man, I remember this one time we were in some house. I forget who I was with. And it was an apartment, and it was, uh, I don't know, she was a middle-aged lady, and she wanted TV in her bedroom. So I was like, well, okay. So, so we go, sorry for blowing in the mic, we get going, we go up to the bedroom, you know, we're hooking up, running the wires through the wall, whatever. And I had to go outside for a second, and I come back up, and the look look on this guy's face is just mesmerizing. I'm like, what? What? Talk to me. And he pointed, like, it was close to his hand. He was back behind the TV. And over behind the, like, he was down on the ground, like, running wires through the wall. Yeah. And he looked underneath the chair in the corner, and there was a, let's just say there was an adult toy underneath Uh. the chair. (laughs) Oh. Dude. He made me get down there and just look at it, <laughs> just so I just to make sure he wasn't lying. Yeah, but uh, you know that was one story, and then you know another time. It was one time where it was during the fair, and here in Southern Ohio, there's there's a you know our county fair is really really big, and everybody takes off work for it to go camp at the fair. But I was summer help, so I think it was the Thursday before. But a lot of people take Thursday, Friday, and the following week off to take their campers down and get set up, whatnot. Right. So I got partnered up with like this. He's still a friend of mine, but I got partnered up. I got partnered up with a guy who just started like 
four months before this. So he really, he really didn't, you know, know all everything what he was doing at the time because right. he was still in training. You're supposed to have like a year of training there. Still kind of green. Yeah, still kind of green. And of course, you got me just absolutely does not know anything. Yeah. So we get partnered up together. I tell you what, it was probably the funnest day I've ever had on the job. <laughs> so you're out at the at the fairgrounds? No, 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 no. We're we're out in the field. Okay, but it was you and him because you were short staffed. We were short staffed. Gotcha. I didn't have no one to ride with. Got gotcha. you. The other three guys I usually rode with took off for the fair. Got gotcha. you. Okay. So I'm I'm with I'm with this guy, and we're I mean we're just we got sunglasses on. I mean we got the music cranked in the van. I mean we're just having the time of our lives because neither of us know what the hell we're doing. And, like, the operator that would, like, send you stuff to do throughout the day, like, your beeper would go off or your cell phone would go off with, like, addresses and stuff. Yeah. They're like, just just go out there and check it out. If you don't know what you're doing, just tell them you'll be back later and, you know, we'll take care of it on Monday. Yeah. We got there and, you know, he's like, here's what you do. You go up to the door, you knock on it, and you, you let them know who you are and why you're here. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I could absolutely do that. So I'm just going up on these strangers. He's like, he's like, I'm going to go around back. <laughs> and I'm going to open up the, the telephone box on the back of their house. And I'm going to just see if I can find something wrong. Most likely I'm not going to be able to. So I need you to distract them. <laughs> so, you know, I just walk up to these strangers' houses and I'm just holding these conversations with them. Like, like, I'm a real worker. They have no idea I'm summer help. They think you're an expert. Yeah. So I'm just up there just bullshitting with them. Yeah, you know, I think we might have a cut line back here. We're, I got a guy back here checking it out. Do you notice anything else going on? Is your TV all right? Your telephone working good? <laughs> That's pretty good, man. I, w- I wouldn't know anything was going on yeah. if you said that stuff to me. Yeah, see, I got a guy around back. He's looking at everything now, but I just want to talk to you as a customer. Let me know your problems. See, I just had to, I just had to, bull- and then, you know, we ended up fixing more than anything else that day, and we surprised, we got like seven tickets done that day. Really? And on the, we were like all the way across Ross County, so the ride home, it was like four o'clock. Guess what? We, were, we he was a big Kanye West guy. Okay. And he we had we were cranking Kanye West. We had, uh, you know, them free sunglasses you could get at the fair that had like the collared sides, real cheap pair. Oh yeah. But they were big. Yep. We had we both had a pair of them, and we called them Kanyes. And we were just bobbing head all the way home because we did a hell of a job that day. That's awesome. That's a that's a good that's a good story. But anyway, summer help at uh, the telephone company. That was honestly. That was probably like my favorite job ever. I don't know if I'll ever top it. Yeah. It was badass. But uh, anyway, yeah, that's my first real job. Yeah. So my first real job, same as you, it was just summer help uh, when I was out of, you know, out of college, just kind of making, trying to make some pocket, pocket change for like when I went back to school, whatever. Um, I kind of had like three different jobs at once. Two of them were kind of part-time here and there. And then there was one that I just worked pretty much every summer for like four or five straight summers. And I worked at this warehouse. It was called KCI. And and we've had him on the podcast before. The great Monk Roll worked at KCI. Yeah. For him, this was a career. He was He's what we would call a lifer. A at, lifer. At KCI. Um, so I didn't work with him directly, but I would see him every, every day coming into work, leaving work, you know, driving around on his tugger, driving around on his cherry picker, picking boxes off different, different levels in different sections. So my job was to, uh, I was in the shipping department. So 
you know, the pickers, they'd put all these different boxes that went out to all these different stores. This company shipped uh, kitchen appliances and kitchen equipment and things like that. They'd put all these different boxes that were heading to all these different stores on the conveyor belt. The conveyor belt would sort them into their different uh, stores, and then they would they would drop down these different lanes. And so I had my own lane, and every box that dropped down this lane, I would have to take it. I'd have to stack it on a wooden pallet. Um, and then, you know, once the once the stack got so high, I'd have to wrap it up. I'd have to put a sticker on it that told the, told the uh, truck driver, like, where the where the packages were headed, what store, what store number, what the address was, all that stuff. And that's basically all I did. Eight hours a day, eight, nine hours a day sometimes, five days a week for three months between May and, and August when I went back to school. And, uh, dude, there were some long days and there were some hot days because that, that warehouse wasn't obviously wasn't air-conditioned, but I worked with some other buddies of mine during that time and, you know, you see Monk walking around every now and then. you get to stop and chat it up with him for a little while. It was just a great, it was just a great summer job for a college kid. You know what I mean? We were and we were in, we were out of the heat, we were out of the rain, and you knew what you were, you knew what you were walking into every day. And there was days when it sucked, and there was days when we got slammed. But man, just just a good summer job. And I've never, I mean, I'll never forget that. I've heard. I know you've heard some stories. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, the stories that have came from there. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I grew up with a monk working there, you know, all my life. So I remember when you worked there. Yeah. I remember hearing some stories. So there was a, uh, there was like a temp service in Chillicothe. And, um, you know, for guys that were looking for, looking for part-time, you know, short, short-term work, they would place a lot of those guys with us in the warehouse. And so I was working alongside some real some real characters. Yeah, man. oh, some, I bet. Some real pieces of work. Oh, I bet. And so it was fun getting to know those guys. And, and you know, they some of them would come in the first day, and you could tell. Some of them just got out of prison. Some of them might have been boozing beforehand. Some of them might have been boozing beforehand. And, they you know, they work for a couple hours, and, you know, you're stacking boxes. You're getting dirty. You're sweating. You're wrapping, you're wrapping them with like this industrial size saran wrap. It's messing up your hands. It's burning your hands. You'd have guys that came in. They worked for two hours on a Monday, first day on the job, and just they just say hell with this and just walk out, just leave. And so the manager then have to scramble find somebody else to fill in for him. I mean that happened all all the time. I remember I worked with this dude named Chuck. He was a lifer, and he'd been and he was he'd been working there for a few years. And I noticed in one morning. He uh, what hat was he always wearing? He was always wearing like this beanie, looked like uh, like a toboggan, kind of like the one that um. Do you have kind of like red hair? No, not, no, no. Okay. The, right. This dude wore like a uh, he looked like um, Harry on Home Alone, like a toboggan <laughs> like that. Okay. I mean, and he wore it year round. Yeah, I don't know. It'd be ninety five degrees on a July day, and he'd be he'd have this toboggan on. Really? Older guy, probably fifty five. Glasses just full of piss and vinegar. Just <laughs> come in, you just ah, this bullshit. I mean, every day, every day, every day just all day, off. every just yeah, just constantly pissed off. And uh, I remember he came in one day and he had he always had a like a travel mug full of coffee. Well, this one day he comes in with his travel mug full of coffee and he also has this 20 ounce Mountain Dew. And so I'm like, that's weird. Don't, don't tell me he mixed it. I'm like, that's weird. He's got coffee and Mountain Dew. That doesn't, you know, that, 
it's it's six thirty in the mornings when we started working there, and you'd see him, and I was just kind of watching him when I wasn't busy, and he'd take a sip of his coffee, and then he'd take a sip of his Mountain Dew, <laughs> sip of coffee, sip of Mountain Dew, and caffeine just, man needed it. Well, <laughs> yeah, I mean maybe, but but I I said something to my supervisor. His name was Jared. I was like Jared. I don't know about Chuck down there. He's he's drinking coffee and Mountain Dew at the same time and watch him. If you just watch him, he'll take a sip of Mountain Dew right after he takes a sip of coffee. Watch. And so me and Jared just sat there watching him. He's sip of coffee, sip of Mountain Dew, sip of coffee, sip of Mountain Dew. So Jared said, I think I know what's going on here. And so he walks down there and him and Chuck are having a conversation. I can see him like, you know, 100, 100 feet away down there on the end of the line. And then Jared, Jared makes him open his twist off his lid of his co- his coffee cup. Yeah. And next thing I know, Jared's walking Chuck out of the building, out to the parking lot. Jared comes back in without Chuck with him. I was like, Jared, what the hell is going on? And he said he had straight vodka in his coffee cup. <laughs> Piss and vinegar and vodka. He was he was taking sips of vodka and he was chasing it with Mountain, Mountain Dew. Dew. All the job. It was six thirty in the morning, roll. <laughs> I mean, that's just that's just you know that's one story that sticks out in my head. There's all kinds of stories like that one, but just a uh, an eye opening experience for a college kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You see a lot of different types of people in there. You talk, you get to know a lot of different kinds of people from a lot of different. Very unique backgrounds, but that's a job I'll never, I'll never forget that one. Okay, that's a great one. Good story, by the way. Old Chuck, wonder what he's up to now. Anyways, my second job, straight out of college. I've already said it before. I had a law enforcement degree out of college. I went and worked at a detention center, and uh, tried to get my foot in the door. Somehow, some way, didn't go straight to a police academy. Didn't know if I wanted to be a policeman. I didn't know if I wanted to be a corrections officer. Didn't know if I wanted to be a police officer. Didn't know if I wanted to be a probation officer. I had no idea what I wanted to do yet. So straight out of college, you know, 21, 22 years old, I went and worked for the detention center. And like I said, I tried to get my foot in the door and DG, I absolutely hated it. I remember, I, I remember these days. I absolutely hated it, man. Like seeing seeing what I did in that short amount of time, I think I worked there for like four months. Just couldn't do it, man. Like I've got a soft spot, and if you're working at, I've got a soft spot in my heart, like for, for forgiveness and shit. But the things that you know these younger kids do to get in there, you can't baby them. You know, you got you gotta. I mean, that's your job. Yeah. And I couldn't do it. So, I mean, I hated it. I hated the job. Every every part of it. Like, it was a, it was like rotating shifts. Like, you'd come in at 7 a.m., you'd get off at 3. Or you'd come in at 3, get off at 11. Or you'd go in at 11, get off at 7. Like, I never knew when I was working. Like, it was always different. That'd be tough. Yeah, like... All- so, so, you work third shift there sometimes. Oh, yeah. Man, I... And then, you know, Monday, Monday you're working first and then you know throughout the week you could be working second or third you like you just never they would never put you back to back you know like tuesday you're working second right and then next day you're working they would never do that but they would they would switch it up on you throughout the week 
that's because I was like part time. Like I'd only work like thirty hours or whatever it was. I don't know. But the full time guys, they always had straight. Like they'd be on one shift. But I would come in like as a sub for people on vacation or if people their days off. That's when I would work. So I never knew where what schedule I was on. Okay, that was one. I think maybe if I was on like a set schedule, like seven to three every day, it would have been better. But I still wouldn't be there right now. There's no way in hell, like in a prison or a corrections facility of any kind, detention center, no way. I scratched that off the list four months out of college and said, there's no way I'm going to be able to do it. Just the shit I seen and knowing what those kids did while they're to get in there. I mean, it's basically, it's basically mini prison, you know what I'm saying? I mean, oh, it, some of those kids, they, they've done some shit. And when they get to 18, they're going to prison. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, it's just like a holding. Exactly. It's just like a holding tank for them, really. Mm-hmm. Some of them. Yep. You're exactly right. And I just couldn't do it, man. Yeah. That, That's all I got for that one. Be, it, it was a, be. it was a terrible four months for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's good that you got in there and you realized that that line of work just wasn't for you, I guess, you know? Yeah, for sure. If there's, if there's a positive to be taken from it, it's a fact that you learn real quick. That's not your setting. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And I and we had another buddy of ours that worked there too, and um, and that I, yeah, I've heard you both of you guys tell some stories over the years back back in those days. Yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get there. No, 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 no. I was gonna say we're gonna. I didn't tell those stories. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna leave those. We're out. gonna leave those out okay. just for just for a few purposes. But fair enough. Yes, there was a uh, several great incidents incidents slash great stories that came from there but (laughs) in four short months we had we had a few good memories let's just say that i mean because you because you you and him both worked there at the same time right oh yeah there was a few times i was on his shift and there's a few times i'd come in for him okay and it was better if i was on his shift because when i came in for him i had to deal with the bullshit that he left behind (laughs) let's just put it at that had to clean up his mess yeah 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 um really and my only other like my only other s- summer job, and this wasn't even—I mean, it was—it's a summer job because I only worked there in the summertime. But this was actually our after I already graduated from college and already like was kind of set in my career. Um, and it's also kind of been just like a little side gig that I kind of did on the side just to make a few extra bucks, just because I enjoyed it. Um, I work for this family-owned company that um, set up outdoor tents. Right for, you know, wedding receptions, for graduation parties, for uh, family reunions, for I mean, any any kind of event that people would would need to set up like a big canopy tent for to get some shade. Um, you need tables, you need chairs. Like we did all that. Okay, I mean, all different shapes and sizes of tents, all different. We went to all all kinds of different places. You want to talk about this together? I know. I mean, you. So you and I never worked there at the same time. This was my next job. Let's talk about so it. So let's talk about it together. Let's chop it up. So go ahead. With what you're saying, I agree with everything you said. Yeah. That's exactly what you're saying. So, I mean, we, we set up everything from, you know, 12 by 12 pole tents with one, one single center pole at the fair and stuff like that. Yep. Everything from tents that small to, you know. I think we went somewhere one time. We set up like a 40 by 240. Yeah, maybe even bigger. It was I'll, at some like festival yeah, down I'll, in West Virginia along a road somewhere. We covered up the whole road down the block, and it was like a forty by two forty or we something. We went down to uh, 
Ashland, Kentucky, and they had some kind of street festival down yep. there. And that was we, always we set up like a three sixty by forty mm-hmm. one time. I mean, just a ridiculously big tent. Oh yeah, and you got to have like twelve guys to set these things up. Do you like when you worked there? Like you seen the schedule ahead of time, and yeah. they always had the calendar marked for those big jobs. And you you were just always like, oh, shit, this is coming up on Friday. Because you knew it was going to be a 6 a.m.er till probably 11 at night. Well, you, you assume that, but you don't really know what time you're going to get home. Well, that's why I said on them big jobs like yeah. that. Well, I mean, hell, you got a two-hour drive there, two-hour drive home, and then you never know. I mean, we're, we're, we're literally pounding stakes into the road yeah. with a jackhammer. Jackhammer sometimes, yeah. If you're in grass, sledgehammers. Um, but yeah, we you know we we put tents in asphalt mm-hmm. through concrete, and we'd have jackhammers out, jackhammer those things down. And you know, if you're uh, if, if for some reason if you couldn't jackhammer stakes in and tie it to stakes, then you did water barrels. So then you'd have to call like the local fire department to come and fill your water barrels up for you because you needed the water for them. But yeah, just just all different shapes and sizes you, of tents. Did you ever? Uh take the trip to tnt in west virginia oh yeah multiple times man <laughs> loading that shit up them hills i mean it's basically on the way to myrtle beach i yeah. mean if we would have just kept going down 75 there we we're we we're going straight to myrtle beach yeah i mean you're going up through all the hills down the hills yeah, with so, those big ass loads of chairs and tables and tents yep shit late june early july yeah these this tnt fireworks company they'd call us to all different all kinds of places down in West Virginia to set these tents up, tables and chairs, so they could sell fireworks out of Tell you what, them West Virginia boys eat up them fireworks. Oh. Eat them up. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, we set tents up all over the place down there. Yeah. And we were always running. And I tell you what, I probably, I, I think I worked there, I think I worked there for four different years, four different summers. And at least two of those summers, we'd go down there, we'd set up, which was like an all day, an all-day thing, as you know, sometimes multiple days. And it seemed like, without fail, there'd be a big-ass storm that would blow through. And we come into work the next day. Going it was, back. It was supposed to be a real easy day where, yeah, you just got to deliver some tables and chairs there and chill a coffee. You guys should be out of here by... Wash a few tents, maybe. One thirty. Yeah, wash a few tents. Get get some tents Take ready your for shirt a job off. this weekend. Yeah. Yeah, cool off, relax a little bit, easy day, and we get in there at work and at eight in the morning, and she'll, you know, the manager gets a call from the TNT guys. Yep, forty four mile an hour winds blew through last night, big storm. All the tents are down, all the tents, and you're just like shit, shit. Here because, we go again because we're the only guys that could go and and you know reset them. Yeah, and sometimes. You know, side poles would snap in, too. These things are made out of wood. Yeah. You have to take extra side poles. You have to take extra canopies. Sometimes you got to take, yeah, extra canopy and basically just redo it all over again. Yeah. Because if the canopy's messed up, I mean, you're starting from the ground up. Yeah. I mean, we we get down there. You'd look at it. You're like, this is a mess. And you'd have to take take everything down and reset the whole thing, basically. The The only good thing about those tents were they weren't extremely large, so it didn't take all, it didn't take, you know, too awful long to take them down, reset them. But you're talking a three-hour drive to the first site. From there, it's another two-hour drive to the next place in West Virginia. From there, it's another hour, 45-minute drive to the next place in West Virginia. You got to do that four different times and then turn around and come home. I tell you the nicest thing about that job, though, was 
you got paid for drive time. Mm-hmm. That was clutch. That was clutch. Yeah. Because the whole time you're in the truck, you're just like, you know what? This sucks being in a truck this long, but I'm getting paid for it, so can't complain. Yeah. So you, we basically already talked about it. I mean, we drove miles and miles and miles. I mean, it's about like all if you weren't setting something up, you were driving at that job. Driving all over the state. We're talking West Virginia to the TNT shows. We're talking weddings up above Columbus. We're talking mud runners in Indianapolis. You went you went to Indy? Oh yeah. Yeah, I did too. That was that was the worst day at that job at any job I've ever had. Let me ask you this. Did you ever drive the box truck? Plenty of times. <laughs> Hated it. Hated it. I drove that son of a bitch all the way to Indianapolis. <laughs> speedometer didn't work. The speedometer never worked. The gas gauge didn't work. I know. Never knew how much gas you had. You had to watch the mileage. You didn't have to worry too much about how fast you were going because the thing only went about 50, 53 I'm driving. I'm driving down 70 from Dayton all the way to freaking Indianapolis going 55 mile an hour. I got semis blowing me off the freaking road. And the thing is, this thing, the hydraulics in this thing were shot. I'm just uh, bouncing all, like, you're just squeaking. Like, if you see a truck driver and he hits a bump, you see his seat go up and down a little bit. No. No, I'm doing it the whole way. Like, I'm, if you if you ate before, you're getting sick, guaranteed. The fumes are coming out of the, the exhaust straight up into your face, into the cab. No, no AC. No AC. No radio. No radio. <laughs> <laughs> windshield wipers probably didn't even fucking work so many times dude I, speaking of that i remember uh i think it was my buddy buddy he worked there at the same time as me and he was going up to the uh country club and he, he hit a freaking tree lid with that box truck about ripped the whole back end off of it <laughs> and you know that country club it's nice and proper up there yeah. i mean it's a beautiful place yeah. Here comes this box truck trying to set up a tent. He hits the tree limb hanging over the driveway and it rips the back end of the box truck off. <laughs> Who was your crew? <clears throat> I mean it, it changed, but uh some of them some of the like a couple of the best the best summers there were just because the guys I worked with, you had Big Hauserman, you had Diaz, you had Big Country. Big Country, um English. Griffin, you yeah. know, a couple of those guys. That's a good crew. That, I mean, it, it was. It was fun. Those those guys made it made it real enjoyable. I had a great crew as well. Yeah. I had uh, me, my buddy, buddy, Chiz, mm. Diaz, and Yurig. Yeah. That was a good crew. Yeah, that was. That was a good summer. We had a pretty good crew. I had uh, I had Buddy too there for a summer or two, and then Skaggs Skaggs was kind of in there. So yeah, you always had a good crew as well. Yeah, yeah. The last year, the last summer I worked there was like all new guys. Yeah, it was like four four kids, four or five kids that just graduated high school, and me. Okay, so I was like thirty working with a bunch of eighteen year olds, but it was fun. And I only worked there for one or maybe two summers. I can't remember. I I, I don't remember. But we also had some other guys too, but you wouldn't know them. So yeah, yeah. Yep. but uh, yeah, driving to the Indianapolis man, going down. We went like we didn't go through Indianapolis. You know, you kind of hit the outer belt, but you seen all the sky rises, and you kept going north, dude. It was like an hour north of Indianapolis. Yeah, and the funny thing was, it was a mud runner. So like one could, of those obstacle course yes, races. Yes, and you couldn't 
pull the truck up in there because you'd get There's mud stuck. everywhere. So we had to walk them, all the tables, all the chairs, all the canopies. We had to walk them there. Oh, yeah. And then you know the worst part about that is when you had to go back and pick it up and everything was shit-canned with mud. Yep. Then you had to come back and spray everything off before you, you put it up. had to clean everything. Everything. I mean, For, we're talking I don't know why we 25, ever, 26 tents. You had to clean all of them. And all the chairs. All the chairs. Some of the, the We the threw time, them away. The time I went, some of the tables were ruined. Oh, I know. Ruined. We got back, and we had to throw shit away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because they were so wet. That's why the, I think that's why they quit I would have quit doing out there. Yeah. It was just costing them more money than they were making. Yeah. I remember I got, I got to tell this one story. So, you know, we had the box. You had the box truck, which was, you know. It got you from point A to point B, and yeah. that's about it. Let me ask you this. Sorry to interrupt. Go ahead. Just a memory. Do you remember stacking that box truck so high with tables, like you couldn't even get them out? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That was so wild, dude. That thing would be so loaded down with chair, I mean, tables. I mean, you'd stack them from all the way in the front, all the way to the back, all the way to the ceiling. Like, I don't know how we got them out of there. No, I don't either. And I remember loading that thing so full of, full of stuff that – because it was, you know. You couldn't get the door open. I was worried if we go up a steep enough hill, we ain't going to make it. Like, we're, we're, we're not, we're literally not going to make not it. Not going to make it. We could be in the lowest gear. Like, what happens then? What, did we just pull over? Like, I hated, I hated driving because it was so nerve-wracking, dude. I was always worried about stuff like that. But yeah. anyway, we had the box truck, and then we had this, this nice uh, Ford F-250 Super Duty. And we had a trailer also, so like truck and trailer. And um, so for smaller jobs, you know, we'd load that trailer up with tent tent tops and, you know, side poles and all that stuff and tables, chairs, whatever. Um, and our the warehouse where all the tent stuff sat was like on a little side road. But you pull out, you pull pretty much pull out of the side road and you're on a four-lane highway, right? And that's, you either go left or right and that's how you get to where you're going. But I remember we loaded up the trailer one day, me and a few other guys, and I was driving. And so we, we got done loading, and I said, everybody ready to go? So everybody grabbed their water jugs, their food, and all that, you know, loading up for the day. And we got in the truck, and I said, somebody make sure that the that the pin was in the trailer hitch because, you know, the trailer hitch, you got to make sure that the, the thing's on and that oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a little pin in there, right? And they they looked at each other in the back seat like, so you get the pin? Yeah, I'm pretty sure I got it. Okay. All right. Yeah, we're good. So I was like, okay, I'm, trust, I'm trusting you guys. So we pull off of the side road there. We pull onto the highway, and we I start accelerating. And the speed limit there is, you know, 60, 65. So yeah. we, we get up going about 60. And uh, you, just, it's, you just felt a weight lift off the back of the truck. <laughs> like, you just... You, you just something released back there and it did it just didn't feel right and we all felt it <laughs> like we all felt the we all felt the the rear of the truck just kind of rise up all at the same time and and i looked at the guy sitting in the passenger seat and we all looked at each other and we looked back like back behind the truck and there was no trailer there anymore and so then i whipped my head around i'm like trying to find the trailer the trailer had risen off of the back of the truck because the pin wasn't in. Nobody put the pin in. And this thing went across the median into oncoming traffic, into the lane of oncoming traffic across the median. Was the was the neck of it scraping the road? 
Or was it just yeah, riding? Yeah, the neck of it was scraping the road, but this thing, this son flying. of a gun was ghost riding yeah. across the median into oncoming traffic. Lucky for us, it was like 8 in the morning, and there wasn't hardly any traffic so coming. Did it flip? It didn't flip. Really? But it went across the... It, completely across the other lane of the highway and then it went down into that ditch next to the railroad tracks gee many christmas that's a deep ditch yes how the hell did you get it out of there <laughs> i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but we, we pulled over right away and i was like i we we couldn't believe it got the pin huh <laughs> i couldn't believe it <laughs> we were all dying laughing we ended up did you call in we didn't. No, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't call that one in. We don't. We all got chewed out. I think so we had did, we had some ratchet straps in the tr- in the truck bed. Yeah. So I think what we did was we went over there and we ratcheted the trailer hitch to the to the ball in the back of the yeah. truck and we pulled it out of there. But luckily, dude, it could have been bad. Like oh. if that thing would have hit a car. Oh yeah. Somebody could have really got messed up. Yeah. Anyway. So. When you said that, I totally forgot about this story. You're talking about, you know, something going on with the truck. Here's a funny story. It happened really close to that. You're coming off that side road back here by PPG, and you're getting ready to cross by the railroad tracks. You got to cross the railroad tracks to get on that road right there to go back to the shop. Well, there was no train coming, okay? I wasn't driving, but there was no. I think Chiz might have been driving. I don't know, but there was no. There was no. There was no train coming. I swear to you. But the lights was going off. <laughs> he said, "Well, he goes, well, he's like, well, hell, where's the train at?" <laughs> he said, "I'm going to try to get across there before these damn things come." <laughs> we got through there. And I shit you not, DG. Shit you not. <laughs> we got the front end of the truck through the railroad crossing and it stopped us in between the truck and the trailer and that damn thing had us pinned in. <laughs> it had us pinned in at the railroad crossing. That big ass white pole came down. It was in between our tailgate and the trailer. It wouldn't let us through. We couldn't get through. So what'd you do? Well, we stayed until it riz. Yeah, it had to go back up. And then here but comes... But no train was coming? Here comes this guy. In like one little cart. Oh man, you he, guys lucked out. No, no, no. But we wasn't on the. I mean, we wasn't on the. We was close to the tracks. Okay. And he came through, and of course he stopped. He must have phoned somebody because our bumper might have been close to the track. He didn't want to risk it. Yeah. And he wasn't pulling a train, so he was able to stop. Yeah. He called someone in, and they, and he waved us on. <laughs> Did you ever blow uh, any tires? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll tell you what. That one summer, I guarantee I blew over 10 tires. <laughs> 10? I guarantee it. Oh, dude. Dude, it was one after another. Yeah. It was one trailer. And I swear we fixed this trailer 100 times. We took it somewhere and they'd fix it. They'd bring it back. It was always one trailer. It was never the truck. It was always just one trailer tire would always blow. We were on our way to TNT one time. And all we had to do was put a few new side poles in. A few side poles broke. So, uh, actually, no, I don't know what we, we had to fix a few side poles and we had to do a side job at, uh, Rio on the way back, a small tent, Okay, the college. So me and Yurg was riding up 35 there, getting into Charleston, West Virginia, where it gets really traffic heavy. Yeah. And we blow a trailer tire. So shit. 
So we're, I mean, it's it's bad. Like traffic's flying by us. We're trying to get into the meeting. We can't make it. Semis everything. So we call into the manager and like, what are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? She's like, limp it, limp it, get it off the highway. Okay. I said, we're gonna we're gonna ruin the rim. She goes, I don't care. Get safe. Okay, we did it. Yeah. And here we go flying down the highway. I mean, we're burning this rim up. You can see the sparks. I'm not driving. I'm oh. looking. I'm looking out the window here. I got sparks flying. So we get it off, just burning this rim. I mean, it's almost gone at this point. I mean, yeah. it's just bent to hell. We get it, and we park it underneath the bridge. Underneath the big old bypass bridge. And, it, I mean, you never know what's down there, you know. And she's like, leave it. You left the trailer? We left the trailer. Wow. She goes, you guys have got to get to TNT and fix those poles for them. We left the trailer underneath the bypass. We went... And we came back, and she's like, "What are you going like? What do you want us to do?" And she's like, "Well, we got to get it to Firestone. There's a Firestone around the corner. So here we are. We hook it back up, and we're driving through downtown Charleston to the Firestone Tire Shop, and we're just people are just looking at us. I mean, we're just yeah. But I mean, we had nothing else to do, so we dropped it off there. We went to Rio. They said, "This. I mean, we're gonna have to order you a whole new rim." It's not going to be done today. Yeah. So we had to take off and go to Rio, put up that small tent, go back to town, and then the next morning we had to go back to Charleston and pick up our trailer. Was it fixed? It was fixed. That's good. Finally, after about 10 tires that summer. <clears throat> the, the only time I blew a tire, we were in a gas station in Leesburg. We gassed up. I was driving. We took a, I took a turn just a little bit too sharp. I missed it by maybe eight inches. And the back, the one of the side tires on the trailer got into one of those concrete pillars that protect the gas pumps, popped it right away. I mean, we hit it. I was only going maybe eight mile an hour in the driveway of the the parking lot of the gas station, but we hit it hard. You talking we, about the metal? Yeah, the, the yeah. concrete round, yeah, like the, those protectors, protectors. to oh. keep people from driving into the gas pumps. Oh yeah, and, we uh, we did that too. I knew we popped it right away. I get out and look at it. Not only did I pop the tire, I bent the rim. And then, so we had to pull that thing to a little, this dinky little tire shop in the middle of Leesburg. Had to talk to this old boy. Yeah. You know, straight out of a movie, you know, just spitting tobacco. Just, can I help you, boy? Did he have a wife beater on? Oh, yeah, probably. Like a like a flannel or. And did he have. No, he probably had like overalls on. I was about to say, did he, did he have a. Suspenders on, yeah, probably the whole, like the whole nine yards, the whole thing, man. And he he looked at it, and I said, "What, well, you know, we're I know we're going to need a new tire. We're probably going to need a new rim too." And he got to looking at it, and he said, "Well, your axle's bent. You bent your axle. We bent the whole axle, man. We had to <laughs> unhitch, and we left it there, and it stayed there for like two weeks, because you know he can't fix an axle. He's a he's a tire salesman." Yeah. So that was that was a rough one. And then the only other when you were working there, did anybody ever like if you were doing a teardown, did anybody ever throw a side pole through the back windshield of the truck? Bust out the back windshield? That happened to me twice. No, but I threw my back out. I had to go to the uh, chiropractor the same day. I had to get helped into the truck. Diaz literally picked me up off the ground and had to take me to back to the shop so my mom could pick me up, take me into a chiropractor because I threw a stake into the back of the truck and threw my whole back out. <laughs> I went to the chiropractor and they said I had a dislocated rib. Well, was that this? Because you had back problems before then, did you? 
Or yeah, was that the same time? It was right around the same time. And I was all, I was fixed by then. And, uh, yeah, threw a rib out straight out of place. Went in the chiropractor. She took my x-rays and she was basically just like, oh, yeah, no wonder you can't breathe or move. You got a whole rib out. <laughs> I couldn't breathe or move. I couldn't. I literally laid on the ground. I couldn't move. Diaz picked me up and like baby cradled me to the truck and set me in the back seat. I believe that. That's uh, hazards of the job, man. Anyways. That job was awesome. It was. It was so much fun. So, uh, yeah, every time I see them, I always talk to them. I mean, good, they're, good they're family. Good people. They took care of us. Absolutely. Sure. So I've got two more here. I'm going to go real quick. Was that your last one you wanted yeah, to talk about? Yeah, that was about? it. Okay. Uh, FedEx driver. I was a FedEx man at one point. I drove the, drove the big-ass truck. Uh, basically the, the truck was about the size of the UPS, the UPS trucks that you guys see delivering packages now. And, uh, it wasn't a bad job. I just, I just had a bad route. I think I was busy as hell. So long days, sometimes you couldn't find the boxes. I mean, all the UPS drivers out there, FedEx drivers, they know what I'm talking about. Holidays sucked, busy season, long days. Once again, bad weather, the snow. Yeah, it all around. Like I said, I didn't mind it. I just thought I had a bad route. And another job I wanted to talk about was for the, it was called a USIC. Basically, it was just a uh, locating underground utilities. Um, you know, if you dig in your yard, you got to call a certain number so you don't hit any underground utilities. So it's like 811 call before you dig. So basically... I located with a piece of machinery, phone lines, power lines, TV cables, internet, gas. Usually, I worked no less than ten hours a day. Sometimes twelve, sometimes more. I mean, it was a hard. I mean, it was a hard, fast-paced job. You had to be on the ball at all times. The only reason I left there is because I really, I really do think I just got, I just got fucked over. Honestly, I quit. It's the first job I've ever quit in my life. And uh, when I say quit, I mean just not giving them no notice. But when I when I signed on, when I signed on to this job, I signed on to this job. It was uh, for my county that I lived in only. And that's why I signed up. So I was like, hey, man, if I can work this job in the county I live in, I'll be happier than hell. So I'm locating underground utilities in my home county, having a, having a great time. Love the job. As soon as I get on, I'm loving it. I got my own truck. I got my own cell phone. Got my own computer. It's basically a freelance job. As long as you get your work done, they really don't bother you at all. And... The work just got too much for me at the one time because I was working in my home county and then a few other guys quit and I had to cover their county. So I was going like, I was covering all of my county. I was covering the two neighbor counties. Then I was covering like down even farther south, farther away. So I was driving like an hour just to locate a little, you know, a little phone line in someone's backyard. And then I had to drive back another hour to my home county to locate a two hour job for, you know, a local truck company that they're doing a big old, uh, they're building another building. So I got to locate this whole road, all these power lines and, you know, TV lines, internet lines are going through the same ditch and I got to locate all three of them. 
So, I mean, I was just running all over the place. But I loved the job. I mean, if it was behind behind the telephone company, this is probably, you know, probably my second favorite job ever. I would probably still be there if I could have just worked my home county like I was supposed to. Without all the driving and all the running, I mean, how hard, like how difficult was it? Was it hard? You had to know what you were doing. Yeah. Because I worked with I worked with a buddy of mine. He worked at the same spot, and he had trouble getting it. And I caught on right along. Yeah, like it was just something you had to know how to do. Right. You had to, you know, when you when you were in training class, like you went there for six weeks straight, and you had to stay all week in a hotel and only come home on the weekends. I don't know if it was six; it might have been three. But anyway, it don't matter. You had to go away and stay in a hotel. I went to Cincinnati and stayed in a hotel for like three weeks straight and only could come home on Saturday and Sunday. Or Friday night, go back Sunday. And uh, you really had to pay attention to know what you were doing. And I think what helped me is I worked at the telecompany beforehand and I seen guys doing it. Okay. I seen guys doing it. I watched them do it. I even did it sometimes. They would let me mess around with it a little bit. So I knew kind of like the technique before I even went in. Yeah. And then I seen all like the I went through all the training and the classes so I really knew what I was doing then. So when I got in the field I kind of felt like I had a uh, leg up on everybody. Yep. Because if you've never seen it before, you'd be dumbfounded of all the stuff that goes into this shit. But I mean, it's one of the main I mean, it's a huge job. Yep. I mean, there's they're all over the place. If you dig in your yard, you put a mailbox in your front yard, you got to call these people to come out and make sure there's nothing there. I mean, I see those trucks everywhere. Yeah. Oh yeah. But anyway, I loved the job, but I just didn't do it anymore, and I just quit. They, I mean, I was just running. I mean, I was working Saturdays, sometimes Sundays. I was working seven days a week, just running, running, running. No. Well, they got to nah. have a balance. Yeah, I just I just said there's no way. And then, you know, they they tell you one thing, and then the next day, it all good. Like, it'll get better. It'll get better. We'll get you back there. Just hang with us. And then – Next day, you're just getting pounded again. I said, man, I just can't do it no more. And then now, the job I have now, I'm not really going to get into it. Kind of boring. But uh, it's a career, I guess. I'm not I'm not ever going to be rich. If you want to YouTube it, it's too hard for me to explain. I run a uh, Mark Andy paper press. It's hard for me to explain. I tell everybody what I do and no one understands it. Look it up on YouTube. Mark Andy paper press. What about you, DG? Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to get get too much into mine either, um, but it is a career. I enjoy it. Um, like I said, I think I've said before, like if I didn't enjoy it, I wouldn't do it. But yeah. I, I do enjoy it, and uh, you know, like we were talking, you were talking about balance. You got to have that balance between work, work, and you know, life. Yep. And uh, you know, it's a job that gives me that, and really enjoy the people I work with, and and kind of what I do. I mean, it's more or less just an office job, but uh, but yeah. So, it's a career. Yeah, man, I agree with you on that. I enjoy my job. I don't mind it. Yeah. I actually think I'm really good at what I do. I, I really do. I believe that. And uh, I enjoy it. But like I said, I'm not. it's a job that you're not going to get rich. Right. But I've got the weekends off. I work 8 to 4.30. I get, you know, you know, you get benefits. You get great vacation time. I can't complain. You got that balance. Yeah, I got a great balance. Yeah. So. That's important, man. I, you know, it's different strokes for different folks, you know. Some people are more driven by, you know, the monetary side of things. And if that's what floats your boat, then that's what floats your boat. And, 
you know, if you work a job like that, chances are you're you're not going to have as much time off and as much free time and as much freedom. But if that's what makes you happy, that's what makes you happy. You know what I'm saying? And the thing is, I wouldn't mind, you know, going to – like, I, there's – I wouldn't say that I would not leave my career. You know, options are open, but I, I love where I'm at, you know, in life right now. So it would have to be it would have to be a blow away, you know, something that'll just blow you off your feet to get me to move on. You know what I mean? Kind of like a uh, <clears throat> like a professional podcaster or something like that, maybe. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah, it would have to be something of that sort, something that I know I absolutely would love to do, and I couldn't pass it up. Now, if there was some job that came around, it's like, hey, we'll pay you a dollar fifty more, and this is what you're going to be doing. No, there's no way. Stay put. But if there was like a, the happiness level went to like max but the you know let's just say the uh vacation time went down or something something else went down yeah like you gain something but you lose something if my if my happiness is most important to me me and you know my family if we're happy i'm going to go for the happiness level first yeah. that's how i look at things money's not everything to me what if uh what if somebody came along and said hey we'll pay you twenty thousand dollars more a year than what you're making now but we're going to give you – how many vacation days do you get right now? I think this year, total with vac- total time off this year, I think I had uh, 19 days. Okay. What What if they told you you're only going to get 10 vacation days a year? $20,000 more? 20000 more. I would have to take it. That's yeah. a lot of money. But depending – no, you didn't tell me what I was going to be doing. I mean, the same type of work. Same type of work? Same type of work, but a diff- obviously a different – different workplace you know yeah not the same people you work with now. yeah i would I don't, I don't know i'd have to really sit down and think about it because yeah. i'm really comfortable from where, where i'm at yeah that's a big but, part of but it yeah. too just like being i tell you another another thing i don't think gets talked about enough is no, no i don't think anybody wants to be awful at what they do right i mean everybody wants to feel like they're good at what they do no, i agree with that 100% and so i think that's a part of it too like you want to have a job where you feel like you know i'm i'm well suited to work this job i'm good at it i have the skills required for it and i you know i do a good job and so i think that's a, a part of it too you don't want to even if you're making a lot more money doing it you don't want a job where you know, your coworkers are second guessing your work all the time and you know, you feel like you're not quite doing a good enough job or you're not you're not doing a good job, period. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I got you. Anyways, guys, I hope you guys enjoyed that segment. Now it's time for the staple of the Sip and Serve podcast. The listener questions and the question of the week. But first I'd like to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, the Old Canal Smokehouse. They are known for their most unique craft beer selection rare bourbons, and their amazing food. You can dine in, order takeout, or even have them cater your next event. Visit them in their newly renovated space in 94 East Water Street in downtown Chillicothe. Corey with K is not here, so I'm going to take the lead on this one. Our first question is from Jake. Sip and serve pod. Would you rather be deaf and never be able to hear again, or... Would you rather only be able to hear music like in noise-canceling headphones for the rest of your life? If you said music, you only get one artist. Who would it be? 
DG, lead me off. So for me, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be deaf because you know you, it sounds to me like if you go with the um, the music route, that basically that artist that you pick, their music is playing on shuffle constantly, morning, noon, and night. Like anytime you're awake, you're hearing that 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 artist music on shuffle in your in your headphones. Um, so. You know, I got to thinking about that, and I got to thinking if I went that route, who would I pick? And Led Zeppelin was the first band that came to mind. But then I got to thinking, as much as I love Led Zeppelin's music, if I'm sitting at a, you know, like a solemn event, like a funeral for, you know, a family member or something like that, and I have immigrant song playing in my ears, like that's not that's not suitable for the occasion. And so that's not... I wouldn't like that part of it. Or if I'm, you know, if I'm trying to get like pumped up for a big weekend or something like that, I don't want the intro to Stairway to Heaven playing in my in my ears the whole time because it just the music doesn't fit the mood. Like for Rolski, for example, if if you chose a music artist, I just assumed it'd be like Kid Rock, maybe. Yeah. And so, you know, let's say it's a really like it's a really heartfelt moment like maybe your wedding day or something like that would you really want to hear ball with the ball playing in your head like during that ceremony you know what i'm saying maybe when i was pre-gaming yeah if you were pre-gaming but like i said like you don't really i don't it sounds to me like you wouldn't have any control over what songs play at what time oh it's like it's like on shuffle okay pretty much oh yeah that's how i took it no 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 i'm with you on that so for that reason Plus, if you listen to the same artist over and over and over again, like even even if you like the even if you love the artist, like that music's gonna get old after a while. Those songs are gonna get old. You gotta listen to them for the rest of your life. I'm taking silence. Give me, give me, I'll be deaf. You know, DG, I was different on this question. I was going the other way until I heard you explain that. I mean that was awesome what you just said. I I never even thought of it in that aspect, but I'm going to give you my answer anyway. Yeah, just so you could hear it. But I'm going with your answer. I'm okay. going to be deaf as well. Sure. But before I heard you say that, I said I'm going to go with the music because I also thought, can you turn it down? Okay. Can you turn down the music? That would definitely help. If you're, uh, see, if I'm you not were able. I'm to. not sure. I don't either. We'd have to ask Jake. We'll have to ask Jake. But. I said Drake, and I and just because he's got so many bangers, but he's also got that he's got a different style. He goes back and forth. He can rap or he can go like to the soul. I mean, he can do everything from the late two thousands till now. I mean, he's got so many freaking albums. I'm not sure. Don't fact check me, but I think he's got like over ten albums or maybe probably more than that. But so many bangers, and then he's in, like, if you want to go to sleep. You can just hear him sing. He's not rapping. I mean, I feel like that's what I would do. Yeah. And if you can turn it down to where he's going to his like softer songs, it could be soothing to go to sleep to if yeah. you had to. But I like what you said. I'm not sure about the the uh, volume on my headset. Yeah. So I'm going to go with you. I'm going to be deaf as well. It sounds it sounds to me like you're not actually if you went that route, you're not actually wearing a headset. That's just how it would sound in your head. Oh, okay. It would sound so you, like you have headphones. You on. wouldn't be able to. 
So it sounds to me like you wouldn't be able to One volume. It. Yeah. I know, I'm definitely going with you then. Yeah. Because like you said, I don't want ball with the ball out there. In Plus, my what, if, like, what if you're sitting down? Like, what if you need to concentrate on something? Like, what if you want to watch a movie? Well, I mean, obviously, you, you won't be able to hear what's going on in the movie, but like... If it's like Saving Private Ryan or something like that, and, and you got Kid Rock, I am American badass. <laughs> yeah, like it just doesn't fit, you know. So yeah, I'll be deaf. Okay, good yeah. question. Though. Great question. Good though. question. Yeah. Next question is from our good friend Jordan. He's been on the podcast before. You become a genie in a lamp and grant three wishes to whoever rubs the lamp. What are some of the most common wishes? Just like in Aladdin, you cannot wish for death, revival, or someone falling in love. Yeah. Let's answer this together. Me and you, DG. Sure. I got a list of what's yeah, how many you got? Like like four things. Okay. I did I'm I went pretty pretty basic on these, but I thought of one on the way here that would go along with good with the podcast. Okay. The first one I thought of was money. So the same here. I mean money. Yeah. What's one of yours? Money was the first one that came to mind. Um, the next one would either be like people would probably wish for either fame or they just would wish for like popularity. Okay. Okay. Well, both of mine here can go about the same way with that. I had happiness. Is happiness falling in love? I didn't know if that was about the same thing. I mean, it, it I, feel, I, feel like, I, feel, yeah, I feel like happiness is a little more broad. Okay. And success. Sure. Yeah. So that kind of goes along with like fame. So notoriety and yeah. money, really. Yep. yep. Yeah. Uh, another one I had was good looks. Oh. People would wish to be attractive. Yeah. And good, I, good looking. I, I never thought of that. That is very true. You got any more? Uh, just one. And I this might be a little bit of a cheat. I'll, let me know if I'm out of line here because I know in the question he said people. What one of the things that people weren't allowed to wish for was living. What was it? Death, revival, or falling in love. They can't wish for death. Cannot wish for death. I guess for you or someone else. Okay, gotcha. So I think people would kind of um, find a loophole there, and they would wish to not die. Okay. Well, I guess. Yeah, I don't. Is that know. is that cheating? I would say it might be. Yeah. But how about this? Let's just end it with this. End the question with this. Sure. How about unlimited bourbon, bourbon and beer? Yeah. Unlimited bourbon and beer. Anytime you feel like a beer. Yeah. Poof. There, there it is. is. Bam. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> Sipping squad. <laughs> Next question is from our buddy Josh. He's back, DG. Josh. What's the wildest thing you've ever done in a hotel room? Josh, coming back with a banger. Yeah. It's a pretty good question. So, uh, for me, Josh, you know this is going to this is going to get pretty wild. This one time I slept in a hotel room for like 11 hours straight. 11 hours. It's not wild at all. It's, you know. No, I know, but that's a long time. Usually when I'm in a hotel room and I go to sleep, I'm like up and at them, like trying to get the hell out of there and get home. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Especially like you know, if you stay in a hotel, it's like a weekend trip. Yeah. You stay in a hotel that night. Yeah. You just want to get just up. It's a one-nighter. You just want to get up and go home. I get that. Um, 11 hours. Typically, do you sleep Do you sleep well in hotels or no? Or does it depend? Well, DG, 
usually if I sleep in the hotel, I'm usually boozing at some point in that day or night. So I usually sleep pretty well. Yep. I can't remember the last time I slept in a hotel room and I probably younger age and didn't have a, you know, a drink or two, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, for me, like when we typically stay in hotels these days, I'm kind of road weary. We've been traveling, we've been driving, we've been flying. So yeah, I'm pretty wore out and I'm just kind of ready to, ready to get a good night's sleep. Um, but on, but for real, it's not something I did. But one time I witnessed one of my best friends, he actually pooped in the ice bucket. He, you know, every hotel room has those ice buckets. You can walk down the hall to the ice machine. Well, this dude, the toilet was all messed up. and Was it? I, I, <laughs> I want to believe it was. I, I think it was. I assume it was. I don't know that for a fact. Okay. But, uh, and that was, that was a bachelor party trip. And it was his bachelor party, and yeah, he ended up pooping in the ice bucket and just left it on the <laughs> left it on the bathroom floor. Those poor house, those poor housekeepers. Oh. Goodness gracious! <laughs> so I've got a few stories here, but it, I'm not going to get into them because we're already we're already running long here. But one night I was in high school, and a buddy of mine's older brother got us a hotel room and we we uh we went there after a uh you know do you remember there was it was like a backstage it was like a dance dance something or other every saturday night or something they yeah. had like a dj and stuff in there yep anyway it was a popular thing for the high school kids to do around the area and you know we went to the backstage one night and we went back to the hotel room not going to get into any detail or nothing but uh the only thing I got to say is somebody get the sweeper. There's a few listeners out there that'll get a kick out of that. Next one, <laughs> senior trip. That whole week in the hotel room was one of the wildest times of my life, and I'll never forget it. Not going to get any detail, but senior trip was awesome. And there's been a few other Myrtle Beach trips that I've been on with friends that have gotten pretty wild in hotel rooms. I believe that. Also, spring break, Panama City. I went with some wildcats. Great time. Not getting into any any stories or anything, but here's one story for you. We were we were coming down the and it was middle of the day. Like we went up and got lunch. We were going back to the beach party. And I had a glass of Kool-Aid and vodka in my hand. It was on college spring break. I think it was the first years. I didn't go on spring break until I was 21. So I was 21 at this time. And we were coming down the elevator. And I had Kool-Aid and vodka in my cup. And everybody else said, by the time we leave our floor, which we were on a short floor, it was like floor number four. By the time we get to the ground level, we got to chug it. And DG, you know me. I'm a beer guy. I'm yep. not I'm not real big into the vodka, the bourbons or anything like that. So you know I me, mean, I and the person who made this drink, like I mean, it was it was a tough drink to get down oh, that sure. quick anyway. So I got we got down to the ground floor, and before that door opened, as soon as it hit G on the elevator, everybody was done and I had, you know, half a cup half a cup left. And one of the guys I was with just looked at me 
and just smacked my cup out of my hand. And that Kool-Aid went everywhere. Everywhere. I thought you were going to say when it hit G, it was gone. No, no, no. Oh. He smacked my cup out of my hand, and that elevator was full of Kool-Aid. And on our way out, there was like an older couple. And you could tell they had... Um, Back in their day, they liked they liked to drink Kool-Aid, of course. And they got in there, and they said, Now, who in the hell would waste all that Kool-Aid? <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, now, that's what I was saying. I was like, now you got them mad ass? Now everybody in the hotel is going to be pissed at us, dude. Oh, yeah. I mean, they sm- I mean, the hotel was, I mean, the elevator was trashed. Now they got you flagged. Yeah. Oh. Now they're watching for you on sure. every camera. For sure. I mean, it was, it was trash. The mm. elevator was trash. Just Kool-Aid everywhere. And then my last story was uh, Indianapolis, Columbus. I mean, we've all been on bachelor parties before. We know what the hotel rooms are like if you stay for a weekend. And, of course, you know, one of our buddies shitting in a bucket. <sighs> Moving on. I'll never forget that one. The best story I got. Those are just, those are just primers, DG. Here's the best story. College basketball, we go on these road trips. We would play a... Saturday day game, and then we would play a Sunday morning game. After the Saturday day games, we would stay in a hotel, and then we would play the next morning at a different college, which we usually went, like there was two colleges in Cincinnati, Dayton area, and we would play one, stay halfway in between, and then play the next one the next day. Needless to say, we didn't win very many Sunday morning games because one time we had a luau, in the hotel room. Not just the hotel room, like probably like five or six hotel rooms. We had a luau party. Luau. hmm I mean, we had the lays on, Hawaiian shirts. Everybody bought like swimsuits and swim trunks that had like flowers and stuff on them for this specific trip. The uh each each uh bedroom, each hotel room, the tubs were full of ice. Oh. And they had different kinds of, you know, beers, you know, vodkas, whatever, mixers. And people who were making the mixers had the cups. And we, we also had the uh, Hawaiian umbrellas that you'd put in your drink or also, whatever. this was legit. Oh, I mean, we went all out. We had blow-up palm trees in the hotel pool. I mean, it was just wild night. Just, I mean, a, just a real quick, that's it. That's that sounds wild. Just a real quick side story to that. Uh, when I was in college, there was uh, dorm housing. All freshmen, sophomores had to stay in dorms. When you were became a junior, if your grades were good enough, you could get out into the campus-sponsored apartment housing, which was a lot nicer, a lot more, you know, air conditioned. You got your own washer dryer. Well, these two football players that were pretty pretty well known on campus. They were juniors, and their grades weren't good enough to get into the campus-sponsored housing. They kind of got screwed, and everybody knew it. So they so they were stuck in the dorm room their junior year. And so they said, you know what? Hell with it. We're going to turn our dorm room into a beach. So they brought a bunch of bags of sand in, and they poured sand all, oh, all over the floor in their shit. dorm rooms. They walked around barefoot all day. They had like a... Like a beach umbrella in one corner. Yeah, I mean, camp campus safety was up there like every night, and these these dudes got fined heavily. I would imagine, but they were legends on campus because oh were, yeah, they were that you know they had a beach in their dorm room, which which is awesome. But anyway, 
No, I mean, that, that's a great rebound off mine. Now, the college basketball uh, road trips, I mean, there's plenty more stories from that. And I'm sure one day down the road I'll have a few of my college buddies on and we'll talk about some basketball trips and whatnot. I but, hope uh, so. I hope so. With that being said, it's time for the question of the week. Sipping squad. On your feet, it's time for the question of the week. Brought to you by the Oganow Smokehouse. Standing tall at the top, he goes by the name of Marty. Thanks for the question, Marty. DG sent me a text. He said, man, this question of the week is a banger. It absolutely is. When you open your beer tab, it talks, it talks back to you. What three things would you want it to say every time you open it? Your three sayings will be on a rotation. DG, when you read this, what did you think? Well, I read it, <clears throat> and I thought, my first thought was, this is, this is a different question, but it wasn't until I really started to think about it that I was just like, this this question goes hard. Oh yeah, it like, does. What a what a question! It is. How do you how do you think of a question like this? That's I don't what know. I, I mean, don't know. But Marty Marty, Marty he, brought it. He's also he always kicks he always kicks me with two or three questions a week, and I'm not kidding you. He sent me. I've got a whole stack of them that I skipped over just because this one was so hard. Oh man, this was a thinker. Well, you and, got. I mean, my 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 answers are probably a little disappointing, but uh, I think the best way for us to answer this is just to go back and forth. Like, I'll I'll give a saying, I'll tell I'll tell Sip and Squad what I want my one of my one of my sayings to be, and then we'll go to you and we'll Great. just go back and forth. You lead us off. So, <laughs> my first one is just every time I crack a beer, my beer tab tells me about that time. I love it. About that time. I love it. That's it. All right. So whenever I crack a beer, my beer tab my beer tab tells me Bush <laughs> I like that. I like that. Yeah. With the with the bush sound effect and everything. Yeah. Yeah. Bush light crack it open bush. Yep. My next one is you're kind of in the same vein as my first one. Every time you crack it, it just says, Hot damn! <laughs> Hot damn! Hot damn! Hot damn, baby! Hot damn, honey! When I open up my beer, my tab's going to say, And another one. <laughs> and another one. You know where I got that from? Is that, that B.I.G.? DJ Khaled. DJ Khaled. Uh, Sibbing Squad will know. Yeah. Some older older listeners probably won't know, but DJ Khaled, before all of his hits that he's on or makes the beat for whatever produces, and another one. I like that. I like that. In his voice. I want the beer tab in his voice. Yeah, see, that was the other thing. I, I wish we could pick the voice we wanted to we want to say it in. My, my uh, Go ahead. Yeah, so my third one is is not at all like my first two. It's more of a reminder to me. Because I hate being hungover. You crack a beer, 
Make sure you're hydrating. <laughs> Make sure you're hydrating. <laughs> Love it. I hate, uh, that's the only bad thing about drinking, ain't it? The hangovers. And I know you've told me before, you don't really get hungover. Oh, DG, here these what? past few times, boy. I don't know. I don't know if it's coming with old age or what. You're getting older. I'm, you know, I'm not staying hydrated either. So that beer right there is going to remind me. Yeah. This is a pretty good one. Once it hits your lips, it's just so good. (laughs) In Will Ferrell's voice. Will Ferrell's voice. Old school. So good. Once it hits your lips, I like that. Old school. You know, I, I would have bet that you would have picked one. That that wasn't on your list, and I was kind of surprised about it. From a from one of your all time favorite movies, maybe your favorite movie of all time. Oh man, tell me. I figured you would just pick for one of your one of your beer pops, just a little. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. You know, I didn't even think about that movie. Really? No, I didn't. But now I wish I did. But I do have one honorable mention. It might surprise you. From the movie Austin Powers. Get in my belly. <laughs> Fat bastard of yep. Austin Powers. Get in my belly. I like that. But uh, anyways, guys, hope you guys all enjoyed that. We went a little long, but uh, me and DJ, we just wanted to put a long one out there. We put a 40-minute out last week. So hope you guys had a happy new year. That's going to do it for us. That is the end of our show. Hope you all enjoyed listening. Don't forget to rate us on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Sip and Serve Pod and like us on Facebook. Our email is Sip and Serve Pod at gmail.com. Send in those questions. Also, don't forget to call us on the Sip and Serve Hotline. We haven't heard from you guys for a long time on the hotline. Send one in, 740-720-3537. Yeah, we got going on the uh, the tent talk there for it was just it was too much fun to stop. You I, th- know? I mean, yeah, it's just, we, it's just good memories, good stories, and I feel like a lot of sipping squad can relate because we've all had those types of jobs, you know. That I'm sure we all have stories about, and you know, I think you and I both we'd love to hear some some stories that sipping squad has of some of those you know summer gigs and some of those in between jobs that they'd like to call in and share, and we can you know talk about them on a few episodes that are upcoming. But uh, like Rolski said, Happy New Year, everybody. I appreciate your support. I'm DG. I'm just along for the ride. And I'm Rolski. Stay hot, stay safe, and I'll catch you on the next episode of the Sip and Serve Podcast. Corey with K. To see you next week, brother. A little lonely down in here without him. I know. This board kind of freaks me out a little bit. <laughs>